This is a podcast by The Straits Times. A gold medal in the 200 meter? Check. A gold medal in the 100 meter? Check. Screen queen Shanti Pereira made history at the 2023 SEA Games in Cambodia when she became the first female Singaporean to complete a sprint double at one edition of the biennial event. Hi, I'm ST Sports reporter Deepan Raj Ganesan and on this special episode of ST Sports Talk, I chat with Shanti who is back in Singapore and resting up before competition and training resumes in Europe. Over a phone call, Shanti and I talked about her reflections on her wins in Cambodia, what she had to go through before the highs, and how family support has helped her. This is my conversation with Shanti Pereira. First and foremost, I can start with, after you crossed the finishing line when you spoke to us, you know, you said it still hasn't sunk in yet. You know, has it sunk in, you know, after a few days? And how are you feeling at the moment? Yeah, I guess so. I guess it has. Yeah, I think... It just feels great, yeah. Like, just happy with the results coming back from my six games. Yeah, okay. I'm just, like, really glad, you know, that this part of the season, so, yeah, I'm just really glad, you know, my coach and I achieved what we wanted to achieve at DC Games. So, yeah, now I'm just really excited to carry on uh, for the rest of the season. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and also, like, what have you been able to, to reflect back on in terms of, like, this just... This past day or so, you know, what, what are some things that you, you know, thought of? Or have you even had time? Or it was just so busy with, like, you know, con- uh, like receiving congratulatory messages and just responding to them? I mean, it has been kind of busy, but, you know, just because, like, we came be home, like, you know, the day after. But, yeah, you know, I've, I've thought about it. And it's just, you know, crazy how much of a difference just a year can make, you know? And um, because, you know, prior to the SEA Games last year, going into it was so different compared to this time around, like mentally. And so, yeah, I'm just thinking about that. And it's just kind of amazing, la, you know, <laughs> life would be quite amazing sometimes. <laughs> so, yeah. When you talk about the difference, right, between a, a year, mm-hmm. uh, like what what is the difference when you get to the, the start line uh, in Cambodia or in Hanoi? I think... When I say like a year, it's like prior to the season. So like when I went to compete a few times before the season started. So like my mindset going into those compared to all my races this year were really different. So, you know, this year I think I just went into my races really just focusing on the things that I could control because there's so many things that I can't, you know, like with my competitors, the conditions that are, you know, there on the day itself, like whether it's raining or the wind is, you know, crazy or anything like that. Like those are the things I just can't control. And so I don't need to put my energy in those. And like just pretty much enjoying the fact that I'm here, I'm racing, I'm doing the thing that I love. I'm coming off a really good training block starting to train full-time since January. So that's what I was thinking this year, whereas last year it was just like fear, you know, it was like scared that I wouldn't be able to do well in any of my research. And I'm thinking that while I'm at the start line. Yeah, so that was a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, and and how how did it change though? Like, I mean, did you like listen to something? Did Was there like some advice? Like, how did it change in this year? That's something I knew I had to do, but the major thing for me is to acceptance <laughs> of the fact that this is how 
a journey in sport looks like. There's bound to be bad seasons and just just bad times, lah. You know, it's just it's just the way it is. It's how it works. It happens for everybody. Like it doesn't just happen to you. A lot of people get injured and then the season is just gone, or they just go through random phases of like you know when they see that they're not improving. But after all these years, like I just kind of realized that this is just part of the package. This is how it works. And so, yeah, I think just knowing that and knowing that I'm not really alone lah in this process, you know, all of these athletes all over the world go through the same thing, even like world champions. And, and when you talk about, you know, world athletes, right, like who, who are some people that, you know, you look at, I mean, not just maybe in the realm of athletics, but uh, people that you have watched documentaries on, read about, that, you know, really uh, make you feel like, you know, this is a journey that is genuine, like basically who are your idols? I mean... Look at like Ronaldo, right? Like he's like the best player in the world. He had to go through the whole thing with Man United. Yeah. And then I mean that's not really an injury reason per se, but I mean it's something that an athlete has to go through that. And then um, you know, I I'm a fan of Dina Asher Smith, um, in athletics, and she had to go through her fair share of injuries and just pressure also. Yeah, so I mean even these these like big names have that fair share of stuff they have to go through, right? So, like, I think all of us, all over the world, we are kind of together in this. <laughs> okay, fantastic. You know, you you talk about fear, you know, was there also a lot of, like, uh, self-doubt that, you know, maybe at points you felt like, you know, you, you don't feel you're good enough anymore? Uh, and, and again, this extends to beyond just athletics, right? Like, you just question who you are, like, for me, I, I think, like, even though I've been doing this for, like, five years now, there are days where you you wake up and you're like, hey, like, are you actually really meant to be a journalist or should you be doing something else? Like, like just a question of self-identity. La. Like, did you ever feel that, you know, coming out of school or going into, just before like, you went school? I think it's normal la, to go through sudden phases of, like, an identity crisis, which is something that I went through two years ago, like, in 2021. That's something I went through because, like, I just got from uni and I didn't really want to pursue the course that I did. So that made me not really sure what I wanted to do with my life. And at that point, it wasn't really taking off for me. Like, coming off, like, a year of COVID and still, you know, being in COVID times during that time. Yeah, I was just, like, I was just wasn't performing, uh, like, in, in any of my research. And if in track I'm not I'm not performing then then how? Like if I'm not the spring queen anymore, if I if I can't if I can't do this anymore then um, who am I? You know? It was a very big, it was one of the biggest things I had to go through last mm-hmm. um in my journey so far. Probably the biggest mental battle I had to I had to fight last. So yeah. how how do you get out of, of something like that though? I think honestly it's like the small things, I think, is usually when, I don't know lah. Like, when when people go through this kind of thing, it's not a drastic thing that happens that make you go like, okay, something's gonna change. But like, I don't know. For me, it was just just going through that process, and then you know having people around you to just kind of give you a bit of a clearer mind and figure out what the next step is. Because again, this is an acceptance thing. Like you just 
the way the world works, la. you know, it just doesn't, it just doesn't happen to me, it happens to everybody, where, you know, we go through, like, phases of self-doubt, yeah, it happens all the time, so just, I think you just have to take it a step back, and then just think about the process going forward, what it is that you really want in your life, then just take the necessary steps. To try and get there. Okay. Yeah. You know, one thing I always remember is like before Hanoi, I think it was Singapore Open if I'm not wrong and then we were we were talking on the sidelines and then like that's the first time I knew that you were into writing and then like when, when you spoke about it like what shown through was like this passion for it or like this genuine like liking for it like it seemed like it was, some, it was something that you really enjoyed doing. You know, did figuring that out also, you know, really help? Uh, and also, like, what's the future? Like, is that something you want to go back to one day? Um, yeah, maybe it's fine. I mean, I'm glad I figured that out along the way, you know, because how I transformed that was that, like, I started an internship and then the place that I was working, when I converted to full-time, that was that was my main role. So, yeah, like, figuring that out, like, yeah, it was a, it was a great moment, la. And hopefully um, next time, I'll be able to do that as well. Yeah. Fantastic. COVID times, you know, you know how how lonely was that like? Um, and especially when when that happens, when when you're also mentally stuck in a rut, right? Like, how tough was it? Like, for example, I think your dad mentioned to me that you would train at the car park, like, uh, and was yeah. was that alone? And how was that like? Also, is this car park like the normal HDB car park or? No, <laughs> I would go down to like. It's not a HDB kapak. It's just an open-air kapak kind of thing. Ah, okay. And then, so I would train there. <laughs> I would do, like, my drills, like, maybe some sprints in, like, my sports suit. And then sometimes I'll do stuff in the playground. Yeah, so again, just, like, going into that place where you can only focus on the things that I can control. I can't control the fact that I'm stuck in my condo. <laughs> I can't help it. Everyone, everyone is stuck also. And which points, like, or, or rather, like, do you ever feel or, or think about walking away from your career in terms of running? Like, do you ever feel like you came close to quitting? I mean, there have been bursts of moments, la. like, in the heat of the moment, and you're just like, oh, like, why am I doing this? But then I calm down a bit, and then just think about what just happened. I always go back to it, la. yeah, I've never almost wanted to quit or anything. It's just something that I say. But in the end, I know I don't mean it, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But what, what what was the, like, most, the, the one that you actually remember that you really, like, felt so frustrated and why was that? Um, I think it was just, it was a very bad training session that I did. Timings were just completely off and then I felt just so tired from, like, the day, like, from work and, and, and training also. Just, I don't know, just, a lot of things lah. Was this like 2021 or? I don't remember actually. I but before you went full time lah. 2021. Oh yeah, yeah, it was before I went full time, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, and then at the end of it, I was just like on the floor and yeah, I was just angry at the session that I just did. And yeah, then they hear the mom was just like, ah. <laughs> yeah. This was in Singapore, I assume. It was, yeah. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about internal stuff, externally, and I, I knew, you know, every time that you would speak about, like, you know, just ignoring what people have to say, I, I always knew, yes, this probably is, like, probably online criticism and criticism around you, but, like, how did this happen? Like, you know, 
were you reading like social media stuff or like even the people around you criticizing you like you know how how did you just like accept it how did I, okay like, um, firstly maybe what what were people saying that you know to you that made you feel down it was just like i maybe am not like anymore can't get to where i was before yeah and then there are a lot of comments on my weight as well <laughs> this is online yeah. la. it's like from everywhere la. <laughs> and then like how down would that make you feel though like You know, how would you react to it? Yeah, I was just really, really upset, you know, at, you know, at that time. Like, it made me really upset. Just like, yeah, just down, uh, you know. It's like, oh, why are people saying things about me? And even though I shouldn't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, at, at that point. Yeah, so you, you were talking about how you, you ignore these comments. Like, is there like a method to it? Or is just, you just decided one day, you know what, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to care about what others have to say. Yeah, it was really the, like, I think it was over the years of constantly caring about what everyone was saying and then I just felt so fed up. You know, I just felt crazy. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, why am I doing this to myself? You know, like, it's just making me feel worse and I don't want to feel worse. Yeah, you know, it's just like a random spur of the moment thing. I'm just like, Whatever lah, you know. Mm. And this happened in 2022 yeah. lah. Yeah, correct. Okay, and you know, now who you are today, like, I mean, a lot of it also has to do with the ability to go full-time, right? You know, if I were to ask you, like, if you could turn full-time in 2015, do you think, like, you would be where, like, where do you think you would be? Or do you feel like this eight years was a journey that you needed to go through in order to become who you are today? Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like, no matter what, just a part of... Oh, my journey and it's made me who I am today lah. Like, who I am as a person and, and as an athlete. Just like, all the experience I've gained all this time. It just, it just helped me learn a lot of things lah and, you know, helped me like, prepare better for competitions and for training and just doing all these things that come together with it. Yeah, so, I don't know what happened if I was to train full-time back in 2015. I really don't know what difference it would make but, Yeah, I, I'm not gonna take away the past eight years, ah, because it's made me the person I am. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if anything, it has helped me realize that this is really what I'm meant to do. Okay. Yeah. And before I move on to the the people around you, uh, also just want to talk about you know, if I were to ask you now, what was the lowest point? What what would it be? What comes to mind? It's probably that I'm a thirty-five years old. Yeah, that was probably one of my lower points. Okay. Yeah. And, and moving on to people who have helped you, someone that you have mentioned a few times also is your boyfriend, right? You know, does it help when it's someone who is, you know, in the same sort of, like, field as you? So, for example, the fact that Zongyang runs, like, you know, do you lean on him for, for advice a lot? And, you know, how much of a help has he been? Oh, he's really, he's my rock lah. Like, you know, together with my parents and a friend like yeah like he's really my rock he he understands he knows exactly what it is like it's really nice to have someone just be a part of your journey as much as you are you know and uh like yeah it just feels like we're doing this together and and of course your your parents like uh you know your mom the part where i felt when talking to your mom was when your mom talked mm-hmm. about how Like, you would come home and, like, she would see you. Like, she could tell that, you know, something was wrong. But, you know, she yeah. she didn't want to pry. And she said, like, she she always, now she looks back and she's like, she knows you have been through a lot. Like, 
at that time, like, yeah. did you did you think about like, wow, like I'm like this, and my parents like show sure, no, I'm feeling down, like, and you you I'm sure you sense like your mom feeling down, like despite that, you know, they stayed strong for you, you know. How much have you learned from them as as human beings, really, basically? Oh, uh, so much. I mean, I know how much my parents have gone through with their hardships and everything. So I respect them so much uh, for just their strength. I feel like my parents are super strong as well. Like, I don't know, it's probably helped me develop my like mental strength as well. Uh. My mom is also, she's constantly telling me, you know, like, focus on what I can control. Uh. You know, it's just, she's always said, said that to me, just to not care what other people are doing or saying it's just all about me just my ability to come back stronger and, and all that so. okay also like we all need like a, a big motivation right like beyond the fact that you will say like oh like you love the sport which yes i understand but what really has kept you going though like what what is it that you know you think of and say like i'm not going to quit like i'm going to keep going like beyond just the love for the sport um i mean well, i don't know if it's the same thing like but yeah, just realizing that this is what I'm meant to do. And, like, I mean, I feel like God has given me this incredible gift, right? And I just want to make the most out of it with the time that I have left with it. Yeah, so I'm just very grateful for what I have, you know? And so, yeah, I just want to carry on and <laughs> see how long I can go with this. Okay, I'm down to my last two questions. Second last question okay. is, uh, you know, when earlier you talked about, you know, how people were saying stuff about your weight and all, like, you know, body acceptance sometimes is not just about being like, oh, like, oh, I feel fat and therefore I'm going like, to lose weight. Like, it's more than that. There are some days that you just wake up, you just don't feel good about yourself. And then it's made yeah. worse when you when you hear, like, comments from people, right? Like, on in that regard, how did you, like, accept it or, like, like feel better about it? Just body image in, in general. I think ultimately it's just, like, you have to find ways to feel good about yourself lor. and like part of that is taking care of yourself mm-hmm. like yeah I mean all in all yeah like even though like for me like you know I changed my lifestyle quite a bit you know I changed my diet quite what diet changed yeah. like what what were you eating then right. and like what were you what do you change it to I don't know like, it's just a bit more like focused on like things that boost like more nutritional schedule like, yeah and like Rather than just pretty much eating whatever in front of you. Mm. And I guess I guess lifestyle changes refers to just now what you were telling me about the waking up part. That is also part of it. Lah. Yeah, like I try to um, you know, wake up earlier, start the day earlier, and go to bed earlier. My last question is basically about, you know, if you could like give an advice to, to people, athletes or non-athletes who, you know, are stuck in a rut, just having like an identity crisis, like, based on where you have gotten to at this stage of your career, like, like of course, your own career, your own journey is an example to people, but beyond that, you know, if you could speak to a room of people who are now stuck in a row, like, what would you say to them? I would say it's ultimately your own journey, and it might come with a, a lot of ups and downs, but you just figure out what your process is and how you should take the next step for yourself. Like, don't need to, I mean, of course, you can get the help from people around you, people you love, but ultimately, you just need to think about what the next steps are for yourself and what makes you happy. 
Fantastic. Uh, Shanti, thank you so much for taking yeah. some time in, in this morning. No uh, wishing you all the best as always and I uh, hope to see thank you again you. soon. Take care in Europe. Okay. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. Bye. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.